we're live right now. Now we're live on Affable Idiots' production of Respawning Fire, episode 192, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from I already said it before, but Affable Idiots. I am Holden Christopher Adams Depardo. I'm here with Christmas in July, Joey Noel. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a different person. Hi, I'm Chad Michael Innes. <laughs> a different person. It's also a holiday, and you just combined a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yes, that is Chad Michael Jonas. That's actually his real last name. Don't If he says it's Innes, don't believe that. It's actually kid, Jonas. I knew a kid in seventh grade, Miss Brackney's class in algebra. Algebra 2, actually. His name was Yanni Kokoris. Yannick, of course, his catchphrase was Dookie Balls. <laughs> Dookie Balls. He was a cool kid. And now I use his name, Jesse and I use his name to describe us being tired. And we're like, oh, man, I'm Yannick, of course, night right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to be Yannick, of course, because we've got a super awesome episode ahead. Filled we're with caffeine. We're talking about all the fun stuff. Mountain Dew Zero. And Filled DZ. with caffeine. And once again, I am Holden Christopher Adams Depart. I'm here with Chad Michael Jonas, and we have got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world because we're on twitch.tv slash affable idiots, which we do every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're actually early, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time I know, time right? right? We now. got our shit together, and I even peed beforehand. Yeah. I know. It's a, this is incredible. What's even more incredible is that we're also available on YouTube and podcast services Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be talking about the really important stories, like the KF console with a chicken warmer built into it. Uh, other such important stories as Sony's plethora of TVs and shows and movies that are coming out. Just so much more. But before all that, Chad, it's the end of the year. And that means that we're going to go over what we thought was going to happen this year. And then we're going to talk about how incredibly right we were when we bring up the biggest stories of 2022. Be for God. 2020. Did I say 2022? I did just say 2022. 2020, probably as well. 2020 as well. 2020 as well. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. So, Chad, let's jump into it. Um, do we want to go back and forth, like one of your predictions and one of my predictions that we made, or just go through I think each we list? Just go through each person, shit on them, and go to the next person, shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of really inaccurate predictions on both of our parts. <laughs> if you are new to us this year, every single January we make predictions about what we think is going to happen in the year in gaming, and then at the end of the year we find out who had the most correct predictions, and that person gets to choose the first two months of barf games. Uh, so tonight's Boom. stakes are what or who will get to choose which games go up for barf election. Yo, what up, pork chopper in the chat? One eighteen, YT, young thing, pretty young thing, PYT, Michael Jackson, Shimona, Holden. Let's shit on me. Hi, Brent. So I'm gonna just start by putting a zero out of five next to both of our names, so we yeah. keep a tally. We do do partial yeah. points. So, partial do do. Sorry, I meant to say do do. We do not partial, partial points. Okay, yeah, you. and we will we will debate those. The how. How partial that point is going to be. I took, I think, last... I was listening back to last year's prediction episode, and I took a 0. 0.5 or 0.05 out of one full point because of the North American sales for Switch is the only sales that were made available, but not the worldwide sales. So we determined that the U.S. was 5% of the world population. Therefore, I would only get 0. 0.5. So we do partial points to the extreme. Yeah, that's <laughs> We go extreme. all out. This is not what people want to hear. People want to hear that your first prediction, Chad was that Sony will announce a Game Pass competitor. 
with three kind of stipulations. One, it will include the entire PS4 uh, first-party backlog. The in, like you mean that the first party, like right. only the things that Sony actually like released. Right. Um, two, the branded it'll be branded differently than PS now, and it will be available on PS4, PS5, and PC. There are so many parts of each of these three that are true, but none of them <laughs> is entirely true. <laughs> yeah. So like they, the closest is that Sony had the PlayStation Plus collection, right. which. They were very open about saying it's not a Game Pass competitor, which is like kind of the thing that like hurts the most here because it really is so much of what you meant, though, because when I was going back and listening to that, you were talking about how this is going to be a way to kind of experience the PlayStation 4 games that you maybe have missed out on. Um, And that is what it was trying to accomplish. But it's not this like 10 bucks a month for just this like what's what's weird is that. It is it is a PlayStation Game Pass in in what I intended with my predictions. It is a PlayStation yeah. Game Pass competitor in everything but name. Like when I outlined yeah. my three stipulations, I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna have all of the place all the Sony games in it from PS4 generation. It's gonna be its own thing from PlayStation now. It's gonna be available only on PlayStation systems, but also PC. Like that's what I meant by it. But then they came out and said they're like, no, this is not Game Pass competitor. I'm like, well, fuck you. It is. Yes. <laughs> you just don't want to associate yourself <laughs> with it. Yeah, so I feel like there's enough that's true here for half of a point. Oh, that's generous. Thank you. Thank you. I was I was going to go with like a half of each one of these, which would have been like, it doesn't matter. It does. I got a half a point, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, you, you can make an argument for like a third because the whole PS4, PS5, PC thing. But, I mean, you got the crux to like what was there. They just, Sony was so adamant that like, no, this is not. Yeah. We saw Chad's prediction and we are saying nay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to go point, uh, 0.5 out of 5. Next one. Nintendo Switch Pro, not that exact name, will be launching alongside a Super Mario Odyssey sequel. And that will be a bundle along with it, where you get the console and the game separately, but then also like a bundle with both of them together. Yep. Spoilers. This was That's going to be year. returning as a prediction of mine next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think next year is definitely a possibility with with that one for sure yeah I but failed not, that one. not zero percent of that came true number three xbox's new consoles will outsell ps5 in the holiday season the holiday season i tried to look into this one and like try to fact check this one because technically we don't know We've heard a lot about how the PS5 was the best-selling like holiday console, whatever, whatever. But we don't know what the combined sales of the Series X and Series S were. Right. I'm assuming PS5 was still outsold the, the Xbox. There are there are a couple of, but like, we don't know. There's no way to say definitively, but there are a couple of like clues. I think it was end mm-hmm. of November. It was the UK that the PS5 was like outselling it. It, like some some analyst was like, well, if you go and look at this and this number and this number, they're outselling it like by X number. And then there's the um, fuck. I just had it in my brain and now it went away. Oh, the the number of consoles saying that like we have outsold the PlayStation Five pre-orders outsold the PlayStation Four numbers. So like mm-hmm. I, yeah, there are there like clues that like well. If Xbox at least matched their last gen launch numbers, then they might have a chance against it. But we haven't heard any, literally nothing from Xbox. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we can't can't do on that one. But it's like it's kind of like the switch last year. It's like we didn't have all the data, so we had to make inferences. If we get to January and the numbers come out and this was the one point that would have made me win instead of you, then we can figure out your punishment. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do that. PS5, this is a fourth prediction. PS5 will be one skew, not even separate hard drive sizes. So not even like a one terabyte, two terabyte, right. like just one PS5, that's it. Literally double um, that. So <laughs> nope. Literally double that. Yeah, we had two. But you were right though. There was no separate hard drive size skew. Yep. It was just a digital and a non-digital, but there were two distinct SKUs. I was so adamant. I was like, they're gonna they're gonna simplify this, and that's why they're gonna win. They're not gonna be confusing with a Lockhart and an Anaconda. Nope. Yeah. The final prediction: Google Stadia will get their act together by E3, and we'll see steady parity with third-party game launches. Nope. None of it. So I went. I went through Wikipedia does a really good like super long list of every single game that comes out in a year, like the big notable ones, not every single game. Yeah. There were 10, you know, third-party releases that solidly came to Stadia as well, like Cyberpunk, um, Avengers. Um, so I think there was greater parity than there was last year. A lot of this is Ubisoft games are still coming out on Stadia. So I'm totally fine giving a half a point on this one because Cyberpunk was like third-party. There were big third-party releases, but you still didn't have like Call of Duty. Right. Like other like, it was basically, looking at the list, it basically seemed like, EA Sports has an agreement to be on Stadia. Ubisoft has an agreement to be on Stadia. And there's just kind of random ones outside of that, like Doom Eternal or uh, Cyberpunk. So I think that it is starting to to um, become what you were talking about. So I'm totally fine with a half a point. Here. I will reject your pity point. But thank you, Holden. I, it's not a pity point. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked it up. No, I mean, when I made this prediction, as far as I can remember, a year ago before the world destroyed my brain... Um, what I intended with this one was that by the end of the year, every third-party game that's coming to all consoles will launch along. Like, Google Stadia will no longer have to wait. And Call of Duty mm -hmm. obviously proved that wrong. So, Okay. It did not meet what I intended. But thank you for trying. Uh, I, st I maintain that's a half a point because they still have the EA Sports partnerships, which you didn't have before. So if you want it, you can take it. You're saying no. It, okay, cool, okay. But... Listen, I will. I will take my one half of a point that you gave me for number one. And if I end up winning, if I take the second half a point, then I will take it. But if I still beat you with a half a point, then I will. I'll reject it. I'll be <laughs> humble. Let's move on to you. All right. So I'm gonna give. All right. So first prediction I made was Half Life Alex will be the first VR game nominated for Game of the Year, which the it was going to be the game awards itself, which did not happen. Yeah. That's a, that Hades was nominated, but not half-life Alex. Hades. Fucking um, so sucks. I, honestly, I've that really surprised it. me. We'll never play it just because people thought it was better than last of us. Hades sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no point there for me. <laughs> this next one's hysterical games without <laughs> release dates that are just forced are coming in 2020. <laughs> This is so wrong. Ghostwire Tokyo. No, definitely not happening. I said Breath of the Wild 2, which will retain the of the wild nomenclature. Definitely didn't happen. Hollow Knight Silk Song. Nope. Didn't even hear a peep about that game. Elden Ring. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. So just 
a lot of no. Not even partial points. I had four predictions in that one. Not even partial points. They were just were all wrong. And goddamn, I'm going to make that same prediction again for 2021. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are going to be next-gen exclusive, which did turn out to be true. They're not coming to last-generation consoles. They're only coming to PS5, and they'll come to Series Tokyo X later as well? on. I guess, so. yeah, because it's a PS5 I'm pretty exclusive. sure, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, feel free to look it up. But Deathloop for sure, and Ghostwire Tokyo I'm pretty certain of as well. Uh, this fucking MacBook has this Bluetooth issue every once in a while. Where I'll have to like turn off my accessories and turn it back on. Mm-hmm. Zero out of ten. Apple sucks. <laughs> um, while you're looking up um, that, I will say my next uh, prediction, which was Microsoft will get teases of new information, um, but like in the first half of the year, and then there's going to be a big blowout at E3 that explains like a lot more, and. That's not what happened. Um, what ended up happening is they were very front-loaded with information, and then as the year went on, they had less and less to show off. So literally the excuse me, literally the opposite. So no points there. The second part of that um, prediction was that um, Forza Motorsport was going to be the launch next-gen exclusive Xbox title because we knew Halo Infinite at the time was going to become an Xbox One as well. Um, and I basically the point was like there's got to be something that's next gen exclusive at their launch. They're not going to do a launch with no next gen exclusives. It turns out that's exactly How what happened. How did they launch without a Forza so, game? That still blows my mind. I know. Or even a mention of your one. audio or your video is cutting in and out on my end. Well, I'm in Discord, it keeps. <clears throat> I'm so perfect. <laughs> oh, is it switching? Is it switching between cameras? Is that what it's doing? Fucking. I think that's what it's doing, yeah. Uh, by the way, I looked into Ghostwire Tokyo, and, uh, oh, everyone look at Holden and all the things going on down here. Looked into Ghostwire Tokyo, and you are correct. Uh, that and whatever the fuck are both coming to X-Gen only. Boom. Whoa! Forza wasn't there, though. Yeah, I'm having some uh, some fun issues here. Yeah, I'm actually gonna hide our video because okay, it's kind of disorienting to have keep, like this flashing video feed. I'm gonna unplug my camera and plug it back in. Yeah, um, I'm gonna just hide your video for a second while you fix that. Um, my last prediction was a kind of long one for PS5. Uh, there's three parts to this. Uh, the first part is that there's gonna be an event before the end of March. Um, it's going to be a big blowout event. It's going to have the release month, the price, and, and games are going to be teased. Part two, the E3 event is going to be primarily focused on trailers for games. This is where we're going to go beyond the game teases and get the full-on kind of view of all these big games. And then my third prediction was a launch title, which was going to be uh, Ratchet & Clank. Um, so breaking down um, all that, starting with Ratchet & Clank... They did announce a Ratchet and Clank game, but it is not a launch title for for PS5. I, when I said that, I did not mean within the launch window, which I think could not even that could be argued for because we don't really know, even know when it's releasing at this right. point. Like if it came out in February, like yeah, maybe that's a, we could still consider that release window, but I we just can't say anything for certain on that. So um, for that portion, I at least knew that there was going to be a Ratchet and Clank game on PS5. 
Can, so that's partial point, I would say. Can you do me a favor? Can you, when you start making yeah. games for real as a developer, can you make a game called Rat Shit and Spank? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a porn game. It, it just sounds like sounds a nasty-ass like porn, porn game. Uh, you watch John Oliver? Uh, occasionally. Have you seen the few episodes where he displays the pictures of the rats, like, making love and fucking in different... No, it's no. it's like these 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 humanoid rats, and they're like laying in bed after sex, or they're like sixty ing each other, and it's but they're like really tastefully done, <laughs> but they're rat people. <laughs> oh man, sorry. Um, no worries. So justify your partial point here again. You're gonna win no matter what because fucking a. But. So the partial point is that they did announce a Ratchet and Clank game for PS5. Right. It's just not a launch game. And we didn't, there was no word, there was no announcement of that. It's not like they, there was even Somniac saying, hey, at some point in 2020, we're going to show off Ratchet and Clank game. Like, we knew nothing about it. Okay, so this will get you with uh, a half of a third of a point. Is that correct? A half of a third of a point. Yeah. All let's, right. let's stick with that. So what is that? That's, um, that's 0.175 points or point, 0.165 points. <laughs> what is a half of a third? That's yeah. Like, well, we have some more to break down here because I actually got at first I'm like oh that was all wrong but I'm actually like mm, actually it's not though like E3 event will be primarily focused on game trailers like yeah we did get the hardware reveal for PS5 there but it was primarily focused on trailers for games and I specifically said event. that they were going to follow the f- they specifically said they what? weren't going to E3 just like Game Pass <laughs> <laughs> it was their E3 equivalent event is that how you it pitched was the, it literally the same week <laughs> <laughs> the point is they had a sub five you don't give me points for that but they gave they gave um a like a e3 timed event where there was just nothing but trailers and then kind of two minutes at the end where they showed off the console you don't want to reward points for that that's we'll fine count that. no that's we'll fine. count that the that's next a third one, of a point so now you have you have point four point four my brain hurts what's point three three plus point <laughs> one six that's point four nine Wait. five that's your points right now Okay, <laughs> and then the uh, other one was a f- um, first event would be before the end of March. Road to PS5 did happen before the end of March. It did. It did. It was an event, but it was not a big blowout event. There was no release month. There was no price shown out. There was no game the title of the console back in like January. So. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an event though. Like the Road to PS5 was was still an event, even though it was not a great event in my opinion. It was still an event. So I think I should get partial points for that as well. Okay, so here, here we go. Um, you had four qualifiers on that, though. It was a big blowout. Would give us a release mo- month, the price, and the game teases. Mm-hmm. Te- well, technically, technically there are five qualifiers. Like, there's an event before March. The event would have a big blowout, so yeah. there's five. So I'm going to give you point two of point three three. So Boom. a fifth of a third of a point. So it's one fifteenth <laughs> of a point added on to your point four nine five points. Um, shit. I'm gonna. We're gonna figure out what this is. Point here. Let's pull out a calculator. Nine five plus one fifteenth. You get point five six two points for that entire number. Point five six two. Point five six two. All right. So that brings our totals to um, Chad with one point, 
and Holden with 1.562 points. I've chosen to accept your half point on the Google Stadia thing. So yes, I'm with one point. <laughs> You're at 1.562 points. But remember, in January, if I end up getting the point for outselling the Xbox, then I have to punish you somehow. So just remember, you, you, get, you, get, the, you get to choose the barf games. But no, there's a penalty if I end up winning. So. <laughs> <laughs> and in our defense for all this, too. COVID totally shook up everything. It did. It Like a freaking soda, going to explode with some Mentos in it. For all we know, Forza could have been a launch title for Series X, but it just couldn't have been because of COVID. Who, kn- who knows? Who knows? De- Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo could have been planned for PS4 and Xbox One, but because of COVID, yep. they just decided not to do it. Sounds right. It's totally possible. Sounds 100% right. Um so that's what we thought was going to happen in 2020. But what actually did happen in 2020? Oh, we have kind of things. nine of the biggest <clears throat> stories of 2020 that we just kind of wanted to go back on and, and reminisce, or in some cases, just vent. Because <laughs> 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 some of these are so frustrating. Um, number one, just COVID. Just COVID. COVID yep. And how basically every single gaming event was canceled as a result of covid there are two chad there are two conversations that i think about when i think of covid canceling shit one of them is us e3 our trip that we were going to take in june and i remember being i think yeah. it was like end of march or maybe early april and we were like oh is e3 still going to happen are we still going in june is the world going to be open by then and e3 got canceled and then we were like that's okay. We can still take a trip to Disneyland. And then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Disneyland might not be open. And you were like, they're gonna, they're not going to close Disneyland. Disneyland is not closing. I was like, they closed it in China. And you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Disneyland's been closed and dead for <laughs> nine months now. <laughs> and then I think... Disney World is still open, I think, though, is Disney World it? is still open, despite Florida being yeah. the freaking idiot of the nation. Um, but... The second thing that I think about, as I was talking to a coworker about this the other day, is before E3 happened, before June, well, it didn't happen, but before June, Microsoft announced we're canceling all in-person events until August 2021. And I remember at the time being mm-hmm. like, whoa, man, you guys are taking it extra serious. You're being overly, oh, excuse me, overly cautious right now. <laughs> I, well, you're gonna You're going to take that back. And then now I'm like, is August too soon? <laughs> Shouldn't you be saying cancel everything for the next three years or something like that? It's it's incredible how that all developed. How we all, how everyone thought, oh, we're going to shelter in place for two weeks and everything's going back to normal. And then also how things evolved in terms of people responding to it. Like I still remember um, the first event that was canceled, the first prominent one in the video game industry, at least, was PAX East. And the mayor of Boston reached out and was like, guys, this is really. Uh, xenophobic to cancel PAX East. Please don't do it because of xenophobia. And it's like, uh, actually, that was the right move to make. Even like, before that, though. Had nothing to do with... Even before that, when PlayStation announced... PlayStation was the very first person to say, you know what, we're not going to Boston for PAX. And everyone yeah. was like, whoa, they're canceling their PAX thing? They're like, our employee safety... And then they, and then the mayor of, of Boston criticized them. They're like, no, please, you're being... That's ridiculous. And the xenophobic and all that kind of stuff. It's like... yeah. How how naive we are. Sony, a global then. enterprise who benefits through all countries in the world, <laughs> hates specific countries. <laughs> um, yeah, that it was. And then 
also too something that I just want to you know kind of boast about and toot our own horns for. Uh, we we didn't start the conversation, but we had the conversation about the impact that this is going to have on the console sales, like a good week or two before that conversation really started to become like prominent. Like we talked about the possibility of a delay, and and we maintained even back then, like mm, it's not going to delay the consoles because. You know, it, it, there's just too many other factors involved. They'll just release with with shortages, if anything. And it that didn't even happen actually, unless yeah, they, they were had... shorter than what they originally thought they were going to do. But like, um, kind of props to us for I feel like being at least like half a month ahead of everyone else on that. Like we're pat ourselves on the pretty back. Pretty awesome. Hey, what's going on with your finger yeah. there? I meant to ask. What's what's uh? You got pages oh. tape on it? Oh, now you're flipping me off. Thank you. Yeah. So. Whenever I have a Band-Aid I put on my finger, I always, like, wrap it up like this. Because, like, Band-Aids by joints always fall off. Yeah. This makes sure it doesn't fall off. So, it, like, it looks more extreme. Oh, I just was grating, and I grated my finger a little oh, bit. Literally every single time I grate cheese on a cheese grater, the knuckle on my thumb mm-hmm. becomes... I, like, I get blood in the cheese all the time. <laughs> Do you see that pink mark right there yeah. on my thumb? Literally, I grated a chunk, a chunk of my thumb off. It was gross. Oh, there it was has gross. to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of better way, there were better consoles released this year. Next-gen consoles finally revealed and released. This is the most positive story we will be discussing on this, sh- on this show today. Um. Yeah, I mean, the next-gen years are always... What are you pointing to? Oh, it doesn't look like it from your camera, but from the one that's on OBS, I'm pointing to my PlayStation. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. It, it just looks, looks like, like you're I'm probably picking my nose around. or something on your camera. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're missing hardcore on that, Chad. Um, yeah, we finally got our next-gen console reveals. We finally got to kind of go through that process of the messaging and all that stuff. Chad, how did that, was this a good, like, compared to other next-gen launch years, do you think this was, like, the best or, like, the worst or somewhere in the middle? Uh, it was It was a freaking hand gestures. It's, it's weird because I only really have one console launch to compare it to. I mean, back, back when the, you know, Xbox, GameCube, PS2 era, like, that... There wasn't really 24-hour news outlets. There wasn't the internet wasn't a great source of news. You were waiting for magazines and newspaper articles and things like that. So like it was really hard to build hype mm-hmm. and reveal information and stuff like that back then. So we really only have the 360 PS3 generation. Oh yeah, 360 PS3 and then PS4 generation to compare to. So two other launches. Yeah, I feel like this one was for me. The most exciting, but also the most stressful because of we've talked about it at length. Yeah. Sony's indecision with what they want to do and how. Oh my God, I'm burping up this Mountain Dew like crazy. Whatever they want to do, we want to <laughs> reveal things. Do we not? How do we reveal it? Pre-orders, all that fucking mess. Uh, yeah. So I was equally thrilled as fuck, and I was also super anxious about it. But I also was just, I was just talking to either Dallas or Matt. I can't remember. They blend together in my mind because they're both beautiful, wonderful human beings. Um, I was telling one of them, I've already become used to the 60 frames per second. I've become used to the load times already, and I'm bored. (laughs) I want. I'm ready for next gen. I'm ready for PS6. PS6? Yep. We still have so many non-cross-gen games to look forward to that will blow our minds. I know. I know. And each one that comes out is going to blow my mind even more. But it's just like, all right. 
I got used to Destiny on PS5. <laughs> this was a strange one, like a strange console launch for me because, like, yeah, going back to the whole, like you were saying, like, pre-360 kind of era, it was very different. Like, I remember seeing Nintendo DS in a magazine and going like, whoa, that's cool. And then, like, months later, I'm like, oh, it's out now. Like, it just didn't, like, the narrative is different when you don't have the internet all the time. <clears throat> but, like, comparing this launch cycle to... PS4 and an Xbox One, which is just so divisive, just so much juicy gossip to like dig into with how Microsoft was fucking up and Sony's like, this is how you share a game video. Like all that stuff was just that was an epic launch like lead up. And then the Switch's launch lead up, which was literally a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Released in October. And it was like, oh, whoa, that was like incredible. That was the best. And then not hearing anything until January. And then finding out that Mario and Zelda are coming out this year, like that, like oh my god, if like I felt it, I was so epic. Um, like within a year of getting this console, I'm gonna have like the two biggest franchises I look forward to in Nintendo system. Um, that was really exciting for me, and I feel like this time around, everything was so frustrating. With we're gonna announce this in April of 2019 and say we're working on it, and then not share anything for more than a year after that, and like it just. It was so drawn out to me that it, I like you kind of said it got frustrating after a while, yeah. but I still love the console so much. I'm still happy with the, with the PS5, but I do feel like it was so drawn out and I kind of am looking forward to a next generation lead up that's not centered around COVID and working around COVID. So I feel like that was a huge contributing factor to kind of that like, just again, the how everything's elongated, but at the same time, I'm thinking, what is really going to happen with future console generations next time that's going to be so exciting? Like, that's just not going to be as exciting because there's might not be as much to really show off, and that's upsetting. Like, COVID kind of ruined maybe like the last like really awesome like change in in console lead up like what would have happened if we had all the commentary of people using the dual sense controller at an e3 event before the console came out but we just missed out on so much instead we got a video of jeff Keeley going i feel something <laughs> and it was just it, it wasn't bad i want to sound like i hated it like it was enjoyable it was fun like it was fun to theorize but like really think that we kind of missed out on the last really great console lead up yeah. by having covid interfere it's a bummer. A bummer. May, might might be a bummer. Might not be a bummer for this next one. <laughs> we don't really know yet. But Microsoft buys Bethesda. Nah. That is crazy. That is a, a huge get. Yeah. We really won't understand the impact of it and, and all of that for probably years to come. But that's that's yeah. huge news. That's That's an investment right there. And this is one, because we won't know for years how this is going to play out, this could be one of those things where we'll look back and be like, oh my god, remember when Microsoft bought the Bethesda? It opened up all these new things we're seeing. This is amazing. Or I might look back and go, do you remember when Microsoft wasted $7.5 billion <laughs> on Bethesda and how worthless that ended up being? Or, um, so or yeah, the, like it's hard to a like, middle ground where we're like, oh man, that new Bethesda game. Oh, that's right. Microsoft owns them, don't they? Oh. Yeah, I guess they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be enjoying this on my PlayStation 5 now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so uncertain how that's looking. It's hard to go, like, talk about, like, where this is going. We, we have no idea. One thing that we do kind of have an idea of where it's going, and it's just really cool to see growing and expanding, is Game Pass. Yeah. 
it's just continuing to have the strong momentum and and now it has EA uh, EA play like included with it. I feel like this was Game Pass's year. Like we've known about it, we've liked it, but yeah, this it, it became something. It it became part of the zeitgeist of gaming in a way that like Netflix is part of the zeitgeist of like the movie world. And for so many casual gamers, like this is going to be the only way they consume games too. Like get an Xbox and Game Pass and mm-hmm. then just like movies, we're like, "Oh man, yeah. that movie looks awesome. I'm going to go see it in a theater." And some people are like, "No, wait for it to come to Netflix." That's how it's going to be with games. Like, "Oh my god, yeah. this next game looks so great." And they're like, oh, "I'll wait for Game Pass whenever it's there eventually." It's crazy. I I had my cousin reach out to me and he's like, "Hey, you know, with COVID going on, I'm thinking about getting a game console. Like, what should I get?" And at first I was thinking like, "Oh, the Switch and the PS5 cuz all the great exclusives." I'm like, but that doesn't like I, mean, I have to think about this from someone who's outside of the industry and who wants to come into it. And I'm like, getting an Xbox with Game Pass is actually the best way to get into gaming right now. Because like, just I'm get like, a oh, what genres do you want to? And a phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because like you know, like what what genre do you want to play? Are you interested in playing sports games or RPGs? And I'm like, you can just you can't know that until you play games. And Game Pass opens that up in a way that we've never had before. So, like, it's the best entry point into gaming, period. There's a caveat here. EA Play yeah. is delayed. I think it's only delayed. It got delayed on Christmas. Oh, did it get delayed? Um, it was oh, supposed I didn't know to be, about that. But I think, it, I think it only got delayed on PC. Maybe it's still okay. on console. It's Wait, still happening. It's though. still happening, yeah. And it's still coming to iOS via a browser in the spring. It's... Mm-hmm. Jump on it. Big stuff. Speaking of stuff, speaking of epic stuff, Epic is suing Apple. One of the stupidest of the whole free in the Fortnite. entire fucking world. It, it is really, really, really dumb. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it other than that. It's really, really dumb. Um, I feel like if you start talking about this one, it's going to turn into a super long yeah. conversation or rant. And I kind of feel like we have two episodes, I think, very much dedicated to this topic. That I kind of recommend going back, but I think we both kind of sit on Epic is being a bunch of whiny babies about this, and they're just not acting in a way that's going to change anything meaningfully, and they might have hurt progress, actually. Um, So that's a shame. Uh, I do want to call out something, though, because Darby sent this video. uh, He he tagged me this video on, or uh, this article on Twitter, which was uh, Greg Miller getting a box that says free Fortnite on it. They open it up, and it's Fortnite, um, a Fortnite jacket, which jacket looks fine. Not no comment on the the, the actual contents of the box itself, but it's it shipped with like a, Gam- a Samsung Galaxy Tab Seven, um, and this like little placard that says that Fortnite has won the Game of the Year on the Samsung Galaxy <laughs> Store, which like no one cares about the Samsung Galaxy Store to start off with, but like. Not it's even the Google like, Play Store, the Samsung Galaxy Store. Yeah, the Samsung Galaxy <laughs> Store. And it's just, it, I guess what pisses me off so much about that is it just goes to show how much this is a marketing effort on Epic's part than it is anything else. This is like abusing justice or justice system to get what they want, and they're literally using it as a marketing tool. It's just so fucking gross, and it's like. I, I hate to be one of those people who like capitalism's terrible, but like this is the one of the worst aspects of like modern day capitalism. Outside of like the exploitation, like labor, that kind of stuff, like you know, um, in other countries. But like in terms of like what big companies want to do to achieve their means and literally abusing systems, like this is a this is in that like echelon of like worst things a company, 
I think can do. It's just so fucking stupid and egregiously terrible. I it bothers me to no end. I'll if you want to add anything, I'm sorry. I, I no, ranted. I, I didn't mean we, to. We've said everything we need to say, and Darby's right. If we get talking about it, it'll be a four hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Apple kind of allows streaming services after much chain yanking. So basically, after Apple got a bunch of bullshit from Google um, and Microsoft about how they treat streaming services, Apple decided, okay, we'll allow it, but in this really strange way, or you can make web apps, and then both companies just opted to make web apps. Yeah, how I wonder how Apple's going to respond to that, knowing that, like... You could have this really complicated and convoluted way of putting it on the App Store where we have to have every single game separate and we have to review them, blah, blah. Or you can just skirt all of that and do the exact same thing in, in Safari. And I wonder how they're going to respond to that. Like, oh, obviously people want to use these services and there's going to be a ton of traffic through Safari for it. Or like, why not? Why not let them just have an app? This just dawned on me right now. Like, just this moment. So this is not like super well thought out. Just Just dawned on me. On Apple TV, right, you have this experience of just saying, hey, S, show me comedy movies or like whatever like it, it is, right, that, you, that you're looking for. And it'll be like, hey, here's Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a comedy movie. It's available on Netflix. It's available on iTunes to rent. It's also a part of like Showtime right now. And it kind of just lets you choose which service you want to watch it through. Do you think that Apple maybe was trying to do that with games where you would just say, hey, I'm looking for first-person shooter games, and then it'll be like, hey, here's this game, and here's that game, and um, and here's Call of Duty, and you can play it in Google Stadia, or you can play it in Xbox Game Pass, or you can get it through our you know new service or whatever. And they were kind of using that as a way to set up that infrastructure by having individual titles available in the App Store? I don't think so. I mean, <clears throat> that's a cool thought. Even that doesn't hold up, though, because HBO now doesn't, or Max, doesn't show Wonder Woman 1984 as an individual title in the iTunes Store and as well as in their streaming service. It's just in their streaming service. Yeah. So that doesn't even hold up, because... Also, the well, number... Why the fuck does Apple do it like this way? <laughs> like, Apple relies <laughs> upon streaming services to provide that information. Like, hey, here is all of our catalog. Load it into your systems. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. think about the games, like the millions of games on the App Store, for it to then like catalog each one and know how popular. I guess I guess they have all of that information, don't they? Yeah, they do. To be able to to be able to ask, like, show me popular phone games. How do you how do you? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like such a an effort that is gonna be waste. Like no one's gonna use that. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work how you want it to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think you bring up a good question, though. Do you think when they see it's successful on Safari web browsing kind of experience, if they just say, "Hey, all right, fine, you can put a Stadia app on the phone," it's like exactly like um, what happened with the App Store itself? Like people built web apps for iPhone, and yeah. they became so successful that Apple's like, "Oh, we need to get in on this. Let's let them build native apps, and then we can charge a thirty percent cut." And like. Why mm-hmm. not take advantage of that? If people, if Microsoft's allowing you and Google's allowing you mm-hmm. to take a cut of their streams uh, for of their subscriptions for Game Pass and for Stadia, why not let them do that? I know, and you, you, that's another good point to bring up too. The App Store, the App Store was created in less than a year, 
and I don't mean, I mean like just the app store, like the the app itself, all the APIs and tools they give developers to make uh, native applications, like all of that was created in a year. They were very, very adamant that web apps was the future of application development on iPhone in the first year. And everyone was like, no, that's a fucking joke, right? Because that's not <laughs> what we want. <laughs> and actually, it was less than a year because it was like March of 20 of 2008 when they announced the SDK. So they could totally turn this around. And by the end of next year, we are we have just straight up streaming services. Oh, that's a much smaller task to accomplish than creating an app store like that. And they have far more resources now than they did back then as well. So yeah, yeah it's totally possible. It could totally happen. A little bit of just swallowing <laughs> your pride to- though. So <laughs> yeah, this next one, I don't want to go too in depth with because literally the last two episodes are dedicated to this topic and we're even going to talk a little bit about it later on. And that's just the cyberpunk 2070 launch 2077 launch woes. Um, it didn't go well. <laughs> I liked the game though, and I, th- I feel like that's basically the the very brief summary of the past two weeks of discussion on that. But uh, Jed, do you have anything specific you want to add to that before we move on? What a letdown! <laughs> Let's move on to something yeah, exciting. Was... Unreal Engine Five, Holden. I totally yeah. forgot about this unveiling, but yeah, what a freaking! It's coming next spring, I think they said in spring twenty twenty one. It's going to be available yeah. for developers to actually ship, and that's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And there are big games that are transitioning to Unreal Engine Five right now too. So it's, it's. I think like Senua's Sacrifice or uh, Senua's Saga, the second Hellblade game. I think that's was Unreal Engine Four. Now it's transitioned to Unreal Engine Five. So there's big prominent games that are being transitioned over. Very exciting. It was our first real look at next gen games. Exactly. That even was though the it was actually a game. I remember exactly where I was and what I was thinking sitting on the toilet watching that on my iPad (laughs) (laughs) the best possible way to view that video oh my god this is amazing (laughs) yep I remember I've watched one of those things like 9-11 remember where you were (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I mean they're comparable they made an impact (laughs) yeah the opposite end of the spectrum right exactly yeah Okay, I, I guess I can see the connection between Unreal Engine 5 and 9-11. Um, and uh, last but not least on our list here is Luna slash xCloud launched to compete with Stadia. So basically this is kind of the year where cloud services for gaming have been taken seriously. Or not necessarily by consumers, but by big corporations who want to make money off of them. And for them to the launch first step in, in anything happening. To, to, for them to launch in, in a way that works. Like, Stadia came out of the gate and it stumbled, but, like, yeah. Microsoft put something together and launched it on a huge platform across Android, uh, and it works. And Luna, uh, they're in beta testing still with, like, small groups, but it, from what I'm reading, like, people are liking it. The future. Man, Google just should have waited. They just should have waited. But if Google didn't yeah. come out and stumble, who knows whether these two would have even taken it as seriously or... That's true, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is 2020. It's it was a pretty big year. There's some big stuff that happened. Big year, despite the pandemic. Yeah. In some ways, because of the pandemic, because things can change, we might get more digital events. Which honestly, actually, we we should touch that really quickly. Do you want more digital events going forward as opposed to live in person ones? 
conflicted because I like the digital events a lot because they're toy like a toyger. I do not want as many of them as we got this year. But yeah. I also like I was so excited last year to go to E3 and to maybe go to PAX and think like I I'm excited to get into this industry in a way that I haven't before in person. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I still want to do that. So I would love to have digital yeah. events going forward by like have Nintendo Directs, but I but still have the staples, still have packs, still have E3. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't want E3 this yeah. year. It's still too soon. But if a lot of these companies can kind of learn how to make their presentations better, I think I'd be okay with it. But there are so many presentations that are just so awkward because no one knew how to handle the digital format. But if if Sony's model and Apple's model can be replicated. I think that we. I, I think I would prefer to have the digital. I mean, you um, even a, see events. like the Game Awards. Like Jeff Keighley's stream mm-hmm. started out kind of awkward in June, but then by the time we got to the Game Awards, it was like, wow, that was very oh, impressive. Yeah. So uh, people are. Looking. You imagine if Jeff Keighley just did the Game Awards from his desk. <laughs> like he did in those streams. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be hysterical. Um, cool. So that is uh, 2020. Chat. Yes, sir. What did you play this week? Moving on to playtime. Playtime. Holden, let's talk about what we both played first. Godfall. We both played mm-hmm. Godfall. Why are we playing Godfall? Because our community asked us. We polled and we said, hey, we're going to play. And then we have this choice of games for next gen. What do you want to hear about? Um, so we played for like three hours-ish of Godfall. Got like a little over halfway through the game, yeah. I think. I played a little bit of single player today. We're going to have a full-on spoiler chat barf episode probably late this week or early next week about it, and I think I'm done with it. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to yeah. the the boss of the water world today. Played it, did not have fun with it, and I said I'm I'm done with this game. I I'm I'm going to save all of the criticism and talk about it for our barf episode next week. But right now, if anyone's thinking about, man, I got all this PlayStation credit on Christmas and I want to spend it on something, don't get Godfall. Don't get Godfall. We'll tell you why in a week, but don't get Godfall. Don't waste $70. I, on the other hand, have found it to be a profoundly important game that I will remember and cherish for the rest of my waking life. On opposite day... Yeah, pretty much. It's not good. It's just really bland. <laughs> it's like, so bland. Yeah, we'll go into it. But basically, like, my two, like, one sentence thing, there's nothing, like, terrible about it. It's just very unremarkable. And there's nothing that stands out. So, like, I don't think you would have a terrible time if you played it. But there are so many other games that you should be playing instead of Godfall. That's what I ultimately it's decided, is that there are mediocre. a lot of things that I can be playing right now, and everyone voted that I should be playing The Last of Us spoiler, I mean, trophy platinum run, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> but um, we played Destiny 2 some more, surprise. Holden, we are raid ready a week I feel like you yesterday. said that last week, too. No, last week I said we are getting raid ready, putting out the invites. Oh. Everyone. Now we are raid ready. We sent out the invites. We've got it scheduled. It's for a week from yesterday. It's on Saturday. It's going to be us. It's going to be Kyle St. James. It's going to be Trevor. It's going to be Jericho's girlfriend, Audrey. It's going to be a wonderful time. We've already all watched the video, the strategy of how to do it. We're all shaking in our boots. And then to get ready for it, Matt and Dallas and I did what's called a dungeon. We did the Pit of Heresy dungeon to get... uh, 
an exotic machine gun called the Xenophage, which is really good for the upcoming raid. And oh man, we had a joyous time with that as well. It was uh, super fun. I'm loving these like, we are getting so into the meta of this game in a way that we never have before. That is so satisfying. And like looking back on the last time we raided, I was like, we were such little naive baby idiots walking in there, not having mods spec'd out right, not having Vorpal weapon. If I'm fighting a boss, I'm gonna wanna put on the boss spec mod on there so that it does more damage. I was such an idiot. But now I'm going in, we're so freaking prepared. We beat this new dungeon in an hour and a half and beat a secret boss within it. I sent them another dungeon that I want to do before next weekend as well. It looks like we might be doing that because we sent a lot of eyes emojis back and forth, which means y'all looking to do this? Y'all look, I'm looking to do You looking to do this? We, it's going to be great. Fucking love this game. <laughs> um, and then Christmas games. We played two games at Christmas. And by we, I mean I and also we. The first I want to talk about is Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. I got this as a present. We've all I told the story about how I my mom found my Game Boy. I restored it, got a glass screen, got a new sticker, got a battery pack, cleaned it, all that shit. And then for Christmas, I got this Game Boy game. This is the second installation of Super Mario Land, which is the Game Boy series of the games. It's also the one where Wario shows up for the first time. He's the final boss of the game. Um, oh, so very. There's a Halloween world in it too. It's great. I love this game. So played a little bit of that. Going to continue to play. It is amazing how hard it is to see a Game Boy screen in normal everyday <laughs> life, and then also in the dark. <laughs> so. Do you ever remember showing like your parents your like Game Boy? Maybe because you, your, your parents play games, so you might have gotten this. Yeah, but my parents like, are currently I can't even playing see the screen. Right now, so. Oh, that's very cool. And your parents are like, I can't even see the screen. I, I, what are you even looking at? I can't even see this. And I'm like, it's right here. Obviously, you can see it. But yeah, like now you look at the Game Boy screen, like no backlight. You're like, how did I look at this when I was like eight years old? How did I even play this thing? And even the glare it's from the, an overhead ceiling light. It's just like yeah. in the middle of the daytime. It's like, oh, God, I can't see anything going on here. It's crazy. <laughs> so I'm loving that. I'm looking to get... I went to a couple of stores. So there's my mom and dad like this like retro store uh called save point it's called save point the university area in charlotte and they have all sorts of like that's where they got this game they have all sorts of retro consoles and games and stuff like that um and my mom was looking for a 3ds so she could play donkey kong country returns 3d on her 3ds but we went in there it was a really cool store i didn't really see anything there and then my mom was like oh they've got this store called the grid i've never been to it let's go and it is it's Literally a division of Goodwill. Excuse me. It says the grid powered by Goodwill. And it's all the people who donate their old electronics. They then resell them in this store. And it is yeah, a cool. gold mine for people our age who love games. There are literally shelves of just Wii's and GameCubes lined up and Nintendo 64's. And there was a Master System and original. There were like five original Xboxes and um, a ton of Guitar Hero controllers and Skylanders. It was it was so freaking cool. There were like 17 Lizzie McGuire Game Boy Advance games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a dream boat that store is. I loved it. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm collecting stuff and I'm looking to like get a Game Boy Advance now and get a couple of games to just play on it occasionally whenever I'm feeling nostalgic. So it was a big old tangent, but also Minish on Christmas Cap, Day. Minish Cap, get Minish Cap for it. Minish Cap, whatever. <laughs> get out of here. 
uh, <laughs> on Christmas Day, my family, I'll just like briefly, we usually have my immediate family, my sister's family of six, my brother's family of five, and then my uncle's family of six, and then neighbors and friends. And it's usually like 30-ish or more people over at the house for Christmas dinner and games afterwards. My, my sister-in-law's in-law, like a ton of people. We didn't have any of that this year, obviously because of COVID. So at night we decided, hey, let's all play a game of Among Us. And um, we we're like, okay, how do we do this? Well, everyone's in their own household. And I was gonna, I originally thought, well, we'll just merge calls. I'll just call everyone. We'll merge it. We'll just be one speakerphone call. The same way we've done it kind of similarly with voice chat on Discord. Yeah. But I didn't want to have a bunch of old people trying to figure out how to use Discord. So I was like, yeah, we'll just call. <laughs> We hit our call limit, apparently, with four people, and I couldn't add the fifth and final household. So I just did a big old WebEx, <laughs> and I hosted a WebEx and invited people to it. <laughs> and because we had 15 total people playing, we had to split it up into two teams. So we started out with, like, girls versus boys, or girls and boys, split them up, and then old people and young people, and then just, like, everyone who was left after people started dropping out. But we played for two hours. I can say having two different games going on on the same call – Big mistake. Big mistake. Um, especially whenever like there are dead bodies reported on both games at the same time and everyone's trying to talk and you can't tell, are you talking about a dead body in your game or the dead body in my game? I think so-and-so did it. They're not even in your game. <laughs> um, so that was a little confusing. But I think the worst thing of all, we're all playing on mobile, I think the worst thing of all is Among Us has to figure out private rooms better. Because the fucking most frustrating thing in the world was trying to spell out that code to 15 people. <laughs> v is in Victor. R. X is in Xylophone. No, no, start over. Can you start over? I missed. What was the first one? V as in Victor. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would think like, oh, we'll just text it everybody. They're already on their phones. But the message is going to come in. If you tap the message, you leave the game. And then you come back and you have to, it's big old headache so they got to figure out a better way to do that but once we were actually playing the game it was a ton of fun hearing like my aunt who's in her 60s who's like had quite a few glasses of wine <laughs> <laughs> trying to be like deceptive and shit she was a good person she found a dead body we're like all right joe where did you find it and she goes where did i find it like, yeah where was the dead body so we can figure out try to figure out how i did it she's like I'll never tell you. <laughs> I'm like, well, obviously we're going to vote you off now. And then she was a good person. She was <laughs> So like hearing old people's strategies of trying to play this game was fantastic. Highly recommend it. <laughs> it's like the worst time to be like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Every time, anytime we tried to ask something of Joe, she was always just like, I'm not saying anything. And then we'd immediately eject her from the ship. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's a fun game. That's it. That's all I played this week. That's a lot of shit. I, uh, I'm not going to talk too much because it's just some of the same stuff that you played last week. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Played more of that. I'm enjoying it. Taking it slowly, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm getting into it more. I'm past the point now where I stopped before. So I'm, I'm more into it. But it's not giving me those same, like, Mass Effect original trilogy, like, you know, warm fuzzies. Nah, it's not, like, horrible. Um, then I played more Animal Crossing New Horizons because I love that game. Oh, you got 
and deep in that. Yeah, I did. I am redoing my whole, not my whole island, but I'm like redoing the um, the east coast of my island, <laughs> completely revamping that. And then um, I revamped my walkway to my my house, and it is it is amazing. I'm just saying, it's really good. I'm really happy with it. I even have my house designed to match the design of the area around it. Uh, it's just really good looking. I'm really, really pleased with how it turned out. But that's all for what I played this week. As we got, we already talked about that. I've been getting a li- like literally .0194% of an itch to play Animal Crossing again because uh, a friend of mine, a coworker, has a switch and has had Animal Crossing, but then another coworker just got a switch and got Zelda and got Mario and then also got Animal Crossing. And then seeing the two of them be like, "Oh, I'm gonna help you with your island. Oh, I'm gonna go visit it. Oh, this is so nice. Well, oh, look at all the holiday decorations. They're like, oh, I want to fucking be included. I want to play with people. <laughs> I'm so I got so much FOMO just because they're playing Animal Crossing and I'm not." that I almost thought about turning on my Switch for anything at all, and then I said, no, you're going to hate it. I would love to get everyone in the group back up on Animal Crossing again, trading turn-up prices, because I'm starting to roll low in money now. I could use the help <laughs> turn-up prices. <laughs> no. Um, no, if, oh, our, if our text I... chat turns into turn-up prices again every single day, <laughs> twice a day, what are your morning, what are your afternoon ones, I send it back. You send it back. <laughs> uh, one, uh, one accomplishment that did happen this week that I'm so happy about. I already got my island to a five-star island. Very exciting. But now I have my house as an S-class house. Ooh, what does that mean? Which is the highest. Um, it's basically there's something called the Happy Home Academy. And they just will look at your house to make sure like your furniture is matching in a room. That it all looks really good and all that stuff. Um, and the highest rank you can get is S. And I've been trying to get that. And I got it, and I just I'm very happy. You know, very, Metal very Gear Solid, you can that. get double S on some things. So maybe there is a double S tier. I don't know. <laughs> got to keep going. Make everything gotta the house glow. Double D, double die. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one cool thing I'm doing in my house now. Where this is the last thing I promise. Where I'm taking all the records that you get for um, your your CD player mm-hmm. that are all basically just KK slider songs. And I'm trying to collect all of them. But at a certain point, you start getting duplicates. And I'm like, oh, what can I do with these duplicates? So I'm literally just hanging them up in my kind of entryway, which is kind of like the game room. There's um, a bocce table. There's, you know, pool. There's a ping pong table. Um, and then I'm going to have all the walls lined up with all the records that was our college that I have. Apartment. So just basically, <laughs> yeah. We literally went to Goodwill and just it's... found a bunch of random records and put them all over the walls. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm doing it's it's looking really good so far. So I'm happy with it. But that's that, that's the last about Animal Crossing. That's maybe not the last of it. I'm gonna play a lot more of it. But it's good. It's good shit. Good what else is good shit? shit? Is we have a good. We have a, this is a weird term. I've always thought it's good shit because I'm like, but shit's not a good thing. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's shit, and then be like, oh yeah, you said a compliment <laughs> about my thing. But it's but also like, like oh man, shit. that's the shit. There's a, if yeah, you say that's shit, no, that's bad. That's the shit. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then good shit, you don't even have to the or that. It's just good shit is good for some reason. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. It's bad. It's good for (laughs) shit. (laughs) 
It's just something I always like. I've literally had paranoia about being said about having said good shit about something, and be like, do they do they take that as I meant that it was bad? Because it's not that's not how I meant good <laughs> shit. I meant like that's the shit. But then you say, but not. then there's also there's also that's good as shit. Yeah, which is strangely a good but thing. What, yeah, it this, doesn't make any sense. This reminds me of. Uh, it's very quick, I promise. It's a very quick story. I was talking to some um, a text chat support for something. I don't remember what it was. And they asked me, like, is it okay if I do blah, 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 blah? And I was like, yeah, that's terrific. And then they were silent for a little bit, and then I saw them typing, and then they weren't typing anymore, and then, they, I, and then a question popped up. I'm sorry, uh, English isn't my first language. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. It's fine. It's terrific. It's good. And then I thought about it. You're like, terrific. Like, it's, it stems from the same prefix, like, terror. It's terror. Like, oh, yeah. Terrific. It's like yeah. it's like great isn't like bad, like a big giant terrific. Like, oh. Yeah. It's interesting how we never catch on to that as fluent speakers, but other people are like, mm-hmm. that's weird that that word is good. Oh yeah, there's lots of odd like hypocrisies in, in the English language. I can't speak to other languages, but I'm gonna go ahead and assume that they're there as well. No, We're not unique. <laughs> all, all other languages are perfect. Yeah. That's why tons of people still speak Latin to this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the Sony Quest log. Sony has seven TV shows and three movies in development based on PlayStation games. Um, this is right from the CEO of Sony. Uh, what's the film? Sony Pictures. Right from right from that guy's um, mouth. So this is all legit. Um, there's no word if the if the Uncharted movie or the uh, Last of Us HBO show are a part of that. You know, seven TV shows, three movie tally. Sony will not be doing a streaming slash cinema dual launch for their movies, just like we saw with Wonder Woman and kind of all of the Warner Bros. movies that are coming up. Um, But there is a new program um, called One Sony that will allow for better communications between divisions at Sony. So presumably people working in games can kind of help out with the creation of these shows. So it's not like there's, you know, they're just going in crazy different directions. And next thing you know that, you know, Nathan Drake is actually like uh, uh, flips hamburgers at McDonald's and it's like an <laughs> uprising story of him. Um, but we don't know anything about this, but it's kind of cool to know that there's that much in development. Chad, what do you think are the best possible franchises that could be translated to TV or film or both? Or what do you think would be the best? Outside of an HBO, the last of a series, none of them. None of them. And, of you know, them. I'm kind of, I'm kind of cautious that they're developing seven shows and three movies under PlayStation Studios at once, or PlayStation mm-hmm. Productions. It's a big start. Usually, like, I would love for them to, to try one or two things, learn from those things, and apply those learnings to something else. But no, they're just like, <laughs> all right, we like this idea, let's do it everywhere, and then all of them are going to fail, or all of them are going to be. I, I wish they would kind of take their time, but. Uh, obviously, the more drama focused, like the things that aren't super action, like God of War, don't think it would be good. It'd end up like Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. It'd be just like an action movie. <laughs> like a dope ass action movie, but like, not a great movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, like just the narrative stuff. Maybe, maybe a side story in Uncharted, but even then, it's all around the big set pieces, and it's like it is Indiana Jones. So, 
Yeah, I, I feel that. Like, I think it's cool they're working on these things because I would like to see what they can do. I've been surprised in the past. I thought the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu, was be really bad. I really liked that movie a lot. Um, so I think that there's a possibility that they could take something and turn it into a good show or movie. But I'm thinking, like, seven's a lot. What could they really do? I think you're making good points. Like, Uncharted and Last of Us kind of the only things that... It, are palatable to TV and movie, but it's also because so much of that has been inspired by TV and movies. I do think Horizon can make a good show because there's a lot of world building and things to explore in a TV show. I think that could work, but that's a very... Yeah, it wouldn't even have to be about Aloy. They can just make it about like a different region of this future society. Like they could do some cool stuff with that, but if they made like a Parappa the Rapper like <laughs> TV show, like I just feel like that would be terrible. That would be really really awful. You got to think about this too. Like they're they are probably they're probably making 7 TV shows, not all of which are HBO caliber Last of Us Yo, stuff. Yeah, they're absolutely. probably exploring that content scale. I'm sure they see the success of Supergirl, Arrow, that whole Arrowverse, Edge not Edge of Tomorrow, whatever. And what, I don't remember what they're called, but like that whole like CW style series where there's like they're not good, but people still love no, to watch not. them anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, all right, what can we make a shitty show out of that we own and put on the CW as well and make a lot of money? Like, I'm sure there's a range of quality that we're looking at across these seven TV shows and not all of them are going to be big budget HBO stuff. Also a range for kind of audience maturity if you will like um obviously the last of us being in one spectrum but like i I joked about parappa the rappa but i think like a little big planet kid show actually might not be the worst thing ever if you were a kid and and into that but i think you're right like if they're making this many um quality does not usually come with quantity right especially (laughs) as playstation productions is brand new literally never worked on anything before so yeah yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I guess so. We've tried to talk about what we thought were some of the best. Can we answer what we think some of the worst would be? Like, what would be some of the worst things that they can make a show out of that just wouldn't work? Uh, well, this immediately popped into my mind as a joke, but then I remembered that it is one of the seven. Uh, Twisted Metal. <laughs> it is one of the seven. You're right. They did announce that already. Oh man, I forgot about that. That would be bad because it. That's an. Ex- I don't have much experience with Twisted Metal, but it seems like it's that kind of tone of there's some really serious subjects in this. There's also some really goofy ridiculousness that together in a game makes sense, but wouldn't translate to any other medium. Yeah, and to see like it would a just guy in a strange. big wheel, and then a F1 racer car that does tornado twister like that. All of that in a t- no, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Holden. Yeah, I think you're right. That would be really bad. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to be even worse than that. Heads on fire. (laughs) These do not make good TV shows. (laughs) We we already know that Ratchet and Clank didn't make a good movie, so we already know that one. That's not going to work. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of one. It's weird because there's so many that I think would be bad. There's actually harder to think of what would be good. Like, I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine, like, a Dreams TV show. (laughs) Like, what would that even be? Like, it's so hard to translate some of these things. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Also, these seven projects might, or seven TV shows, three movies, could be canceled. Like, they might not even actually. I mean, they could be, like, Microsoft's Halo series is never going to come out. 
that is so still going to happen. <laughs> Speaking of so going to happen, can't believe this looks like it's going to happen, <laughs> is KFC launches its own console, a mini PC with chicken warmer, <laughs> says Autocracky at DualShockers. I, I, first of all, just two things. Um, it's more powerful than a PS5 and Xbox Series X, so it's not. this is actually... A, a pretty substantial device and it's made in partnership with kfc gaming cooler master asus and seagate yeah i uh it's forgivable to think this is a joke um because it really does look like an april <laughs> fool's joke like you should have seen this april fools but this does not appear to be a joke it is uh it's it's a very expensive marketing thing for sure it is happening. <laughs> it is coming out. I do believe that they're going to launch this thing, but I do believe it's going to be an incredibly limited number of things. Um, no, yeah, I don't think there's going to be like hundred oh, maybe. Well, what's maximum, the market but... share of the KFC or the KF console? What's the market share? Is how many millions of units did it sell? Is not a conversation <laughs> that we'll be having. But essentially, it's it's um, like a it's like a Steam box. It's a pre-made PC basically with all of these components, and then yeah. the case also happens to have. A chicken box in it that warms your chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's weird to me. I mean, besides the obvious that that they're putting chicken to warm up inside of a PC, besides that obvious kind of weird thing, something else that's really strange to me is normally you hear things like, oh, we've gotten our PC to run so cool. It's you know, very energy efficient and, you know, it... it Cooling is a big thing in the PC world. You have like, like liquid thermal like cooling options, like liquid, uh, just normal like straight up liquid cooling. You have like your normal air vents. Like that's an important part of building a PC. And they're like, ah, no, fuck it, let's make it hot so we can warm up chicken. Like, but can you think? It's just like that chicken drawer is going to be the best heat sink on the planet. They're going to do like all of that material, the aluminum, whatever. The, not aluminum because that's going to be a terrible thing to keep warm, but. You know, they're going to just, rather than taking all of that heat and trying to disperse it, they're going to be like, let's just channel it yeah. into the chicken thing, and that can keep the rest of it cool. That's going to be bad for those components. Like, you would never be like, let's <laughs> let's put our PC inside of an oven while it's cooking French fries. <laughs> That'll keep it nice and cool. It's just, it's such a strange thing. Also, like, the tray holds two pieces of chicken. I'll, I will eat those two pieces of chicken well before <laughs> they get cold. <laughs> like, and then what am I going to do, like... Put two pieces of chicken in there and then like cycle it where like once I finish those two, I put two more in. But now those pieces are cold and there's not enough like heat in there to actually reheat them. It just to keep them warm. Like it's just the whole thing is so strange. But you're right. It is a it's a gigantic marketing effort. That's just it worked because here we are talking about it. (laughs) Moving on to our fetch quests. Got, we have actually an important one here, but I feel like everything about the story to talk about, we've already talked about. So if you anything else you want to add, Chad, you can. I feel like this is basically the same thing we've been talking about for the past two weeks. Excuse me. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, CD Projekt Red could face a class action lawsuit over misrepresentation, says Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Investors and lawyers in Warsaw, um, Poland, according to the New York Times, are considering a class action lawsuit for CG Project Red's misrepresentation of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, um, basically just for everything we've talked about in the past two weeks. The disingenuous marketing, um, not showing off the console, the whole review code, just being disingenuous. Yeah. this is. Uh, I think they have a case. <clears throat> uh, I, I honestly do think that they they have something to at least settle. And 
I, I don't know if refunding games for people who want them. I think at the very least, what will come of this is there will be an extended return date or refund date as a settlement. Mm -hmm. At the very most, I think like, yeah, anyone who bought the game might be eligible for some kind of payout. Um, mm -hmm. But they, I think they also said that they don't even have like a primary um, defendant for it yet. Uh, they don't call it a defendant in a class action. What do they call it? I don't remember. But they don't even have like wow. one person who represents the whole yet that's going to it's mm -hmm. going to go on trial but yeah they yeah. they have enough to be scared about that i think they're going to come to some kind of settlement yeah they're going to have to that'll be cheaper than the repercussions if it went through all the way yeah although they have um, 13 million of that game freaking sold despite it also yeah including the refunds i forgot to include that but yeah that's important too uh what's also important is that gamestop is now accepting returns for quote defective cyberpunk 2077 copies says ian walker at kutaku so basically here's how this works you go to gamestop you say hey i'd like to return cyberpunk 2077 the gamestop employee says yes and then the gamestop employee has to put a sticker that says defective on it so when they send it back to the warehouse it's basically not it's just going to be gotten rid of that is so strange. This is to kind me. of a strange. It's very strange process. I think it's my guess is that they had to have that kind of process in there to eat the cost somehow, because it breaks their normal return policy. But then they can't they just break their own policy because it's their policy that they're breaking. Like I don't know. It's weird they had to do it this way, but it feels like one of those like exceptions they had to make to systematically and accounting wise like work within the company. You know what? You know what it is. It's. It's a hundred percent so that they can't. It's it's exactly like that. It's a, it's a policy thing so that they can't say, "All right, CD Projekt Red, give us our sixty dollars back," because this person returned it, and so CD Projekt mm -hmm. Red pays them for the game again, and then keeps GameStop from immediately just turning around and selling selling it used for fifty five dollars, and CD Projekt Red sees. Oh it. yeah, like CD Projekt Red is paying GameStop so that GameStop can make twice the cost of the game. So yeah. I'm sure they're yeah. like, all right, now we have to destroy the these thing. discs. Yeah. Mm hmm Interesting. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> this next story. Monster Hunter movie makes $2.2 million in U.S. opening weekend. In other news, the movie came out. <laughs> I didn't even know it had come out. I know two people that saw it in theaters. What did they say? They said it was bad, very bad. <laughs> they said, surprise, you risked your life for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rest my life for Tenet, but that's Tenet. That's different. That's I mean, important. My best friend went and saw Monster Hunter in theaters Christmas Day, and there was literally zero other people at the entire theater. Not even just in his cinema, but at the theater. So, Oh, yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised at all about that. Uh, I'm not a Monster Hunter fan. And even I knew when I saw the trailer, oh, this has nothing to do with Monster Hunter in the slightest. Why do they do that? Like, you're making that movie for people who are interested in monster hunter otherwise what audience are you making like it for like uh, it's very confusing no, it's very they're confusing making to me. they're making a big kaiju game for people in asia or uh, sorry a big kaiju um movie for people movie. in asia to go see and then for anyone else who happens to have like who wouldn't normally see it they just put the monster hunter name on it to say oh yeah by the way we're just going to try to scrape up as many of you fans as we can too like this, the movie was intentional. It was not a Monster Hunter movie. It's still going to make a lot of money in Asia, but then they're just trying to. Okay, as here's many my pitch. Here's my pitch. You have to figure out which game I'm adapting here. Okay. Okay. It's about a sheriff 
who is lost in the middle of the wilderness, right? And he gets back to his town, but they thought he was dead. So they, there's an already new sheriff there, and he's now trying to reclaim the town back for himself again. What, yeah. what video game is that an adaptation of? Wrong. Mass Effect Andromeda. Knew obviously. it. I knew it. I tricked you with, yeah. with Animal Crossing. But it was Mass Effect <laughs> Andromeda. <laughs> Among Us reportedly had around half a billion active players in November. Holy shit. That's... A, that's... A, I don't know... I was trying to... Like, is this number as staggering as it sounds. I was trying to figure that out without doing any internet research or doing any five seconds of Googling. <laughs> but I started to think about, you know, like GTA 5, I think there's something around 125 million copies of that sold right now, which means yeah, at most they could have 125 million active players, which is still, it pales in comparison to a half a billion. But then I was like, how many, yeah. how many active players in a month do you think play Fortnite? anywhere close to a half a billion i have no clue because fortnite's it's, free as it's, well i don't think it is because i think like they lost 120 million players who played on ios and that was apparently like a third of their um of their audience so they're at like hundreds of million active players within a month for sure but it's oh, not man. in that ballpark fortnite is one of the most Here's the popular thing too, though this comes from statista.com Monthly active oh, users select console good site. games 2020. Fortnite is one of the most popular video games across the world, with the Battle Royale title racking up a global user count of over 350 million. In September 2020, Fortnite, rec uh, Fortnite recorded almost 30 million monthly active users across all video game consoles. That's right. So they had the, it was 350 registered users in general. So basically, 350 million total registered people who bought users. copies. Yeah. And, and then, then 30 like the 125 million equivalent to GTA 5. That is compared to compared to 500 million people who played it in the month of November for Among Us. That's Here's incredible. why though. It is absolutely incredible. Here's what I think is the reason for that. Would you have played Fortnite with your family the same way you played Among Us with your family? And that's exactly it. I think this benefits by being a 2D top-down game that's generally easy to figure out having limited control options as opposed to like a third person action shooter where you're running around this gigantic map and learning how to craft things and this is more palatable to everyone good for them because again keep in mind that this game came out two years ago yeah. to no fanfare no one caring if I released anything and no one gave it any light of day for two years it would be pretty obvious to me that it's just never going to be a thing. And that's fine. Get this. Sorry, I would one never last statistic. Expect. One last statistic. Yeah. Just for the scale of how huge this is. Uh, December 2nd of this year, there was an article on Games Radar where Epic disclosed that their highest player count was in August 2018. Try to guess how many people played in August 2018. Which game again? I missed the game name. Oh, Fortnite. Okay. August 2018, this is when they hit 350 million or just before that? The, total this is their users. highest players per month. Their record number of players per month since the game launched. Okay. As of December 2nd. I know it's dropped off quite a bit this year. So I'm going to say it's probably around 60, 70 million. It's 78.3 million people. Damn. That's like 500 million is like six times that. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. Way to go, Among Us. 78 is still a really impressive That is no, very impressive. Million, not 78. For Among Us. Yeah. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Final story here. Halo Infinite Xbox One version is not canceled, confirms 343 Industry. This is from Liana Rupert at Game Informer. There was a rumor that they had canceled the development of the game on Xbox One to focus on Series X. Which might, who, not after it. seeing what 2077 went through, it might be the right call. But I think that has a lot more to do with that game coming out way sooner than it was supposed to. I feel like it can run on PS4 and Xbox One once they f- fix a you know bunch of the issues, um, but I feel like playing it. There's nothing about that it was like, whoa, this is so next gen. Yeah. I think they can do it. They just it, it, this is what a half baked game looks like. So very sad. But Halo, yeah, I mean, I think that the game itself would perform and look a lot better if they didn't have to have it run on an Xbox One. I don't think we would have had that reaction of, ooh, that doesn't look good if it was coming to series x only but at this point they've committed to it they've said it's coming to xbox one they're not going to turn back on it it would be so contradictory to their overall messaging right now that they they just couldn't possibly do that they will water down the entire experience before they make it a series x exclusive yeah i think you're right but that's it for all of our fetch quests all of and our quests for, for the week. Game on game show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game on. The game on our game show. Gaming game 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 game. Like it when your booty go. Holden. This week we've got a new game. Ooh, new game. It's a fun like guessing game. Not a lot of stress involved. But it's just just an interesting game called NPD Cryptology. It's a game based around NPD rankings for the month of November 2020. All right. Sorry, I watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve. And after every single line that um, Snape says, uh, I forget, his name's not Snape in the movie, but after every single line that he says, I out loud said, Mr. Potter. And people thought it was funny (laughs) the first like 20 minutes of the movie, and then they no longer thought it was funny, but I kept doing it. Hans Gruber (laughs) is the guy's character name. Um, Alan Rickman. 2020, Mr. Potter. Um, <laughs> so hold on. Here's how this game works. We've got 20 games. The top 20 games. There are a lot of caveats on this. It is the top 20 games sold in the United States in the month of November, ranked from 1 to 20. Some of them include digital sales. Some of them do not. I will let you know when they do not include digital sales. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take it in chunks of five. And I want you to just try to guess which five games make up that chunk. I'm not going to tell you like a list to choose from. I just want you to guess. Uh, if you get two or more of those five correct, then you will get a point. And then wait, if wait, you, so you have can... to guess five games that are in that top list? Yeah. So, so I, for example, I will say, all right, Holden, guess which games made slots one through five. And you will be able to, you will guess five games. If you get two or more of them correct. Gotcha. Okay. Then you get a point. If you can then place them in the correct order, you'll get another point. And we'll repeat that for you okay. through all 20. So you can have okay. a total of eight points. Um, if you get more than six points, I will let you masturbate tonight. <laughs> if, you, if you get less than six points or equal to six points, I will masturbate tonight. 
the context here is every night I have to text Chad and go, hey, Chad, can I masturbate tonight? And you have to tell me whether I can or not. It's like it's like the vow. You say, master, may I masturbate? And I say, yes, slave, you may. If you haven't watched the vow on HBO, <laughs> it's a real thing, and it's a master-slave relationship, and it's sex slaves and trafficking, and it's crazy. You should watch it. I've heard it's really good. I, I heard about it right after I watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary series on Netflix. I was kind of like, all right, I'll watch that. But like, not not right now. I need a, <laughs> need a break from really fucked up sexual deviance. Um, all right, hold on. Because I already have Jed in my life who tells me when I can and cannot <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> hold on, we're going to um, start with the top five, which I think will be the easiest of okay. the list of 20. So what I would love for you to do Keeping in mind, again, this is November sales, the top five best-selling games in terms of units in the U.S. in November. Can you name at least two of these five games? You have five guesses. Okay, so I'm writing them down just one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. One second, I'm just writing down one, two, three, four, five on my computer so I have like a visualization for myself. Right. Okay, so November. November. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has to be on there. Correct. That is one of them. Correct. Very good. Okay. Um, trying to think what else came out then. November had. Oh, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Correct. That is also part of the top five. You get your two point. You get your two correct. So you get your one point. You are one sixth of the way to masturbating tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so now I have to guess the order, like where they actually place on there. Uh, you can continue guessing games just for fun uh, through your five. Okay. Um, I'm going to don't put an order to this yet. In fact, in future so. right. rounds of this, I will not tell you whether or not you're correct until you've named all five, just so that we can maintain the suspense. Ooh, okay. All right, so Miles Morales, AC Valhalla. Um, number three game I think is going to be on that list um, I, I'm pretty certain I already saw the Demon Souls is not in the top five. So don't tell me from it or not. But I'm, so I'm not gonna say Demon Souls. Okay, Demon Souls is a guess. I feel like no, I don't think I would either. I remember because I saw this. I saw this list a little while ago, and I can't remember exactly what was on it. But I remember being surprised by some things like Sackboy was in the top five. I remember. Age of Calamity probably was in the top five. Demon Souls was in the top five. Now I'm trying to think, like, what are the three? Oh, Call of Duty came out. Call of Duty Black um, Black Ops has to be one of them. One more guess. I guess three things already. Do I only get four guesses for this? Five guesses. Or do we get to go for five? five games. Okay, so I have two guesses left then. Um. Hmm. Watch Dogs Legions I don't think sold that well. Huh. You know, I, I I'm I don't have any guesses for the I have more games I know came out in that time frame that could be there, but I'm very confident that some of the PS5 launch exclusives couldn't have been in the top five. I think Miles Morales was the only one in the top five. So I'm gonna leave it there for right now. Okay, That's my so last my gonna, last guess. Gonna, you got three correct out of your three guesses. Cool. The top five included in no particular order. Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. You were correct with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You were correct with Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Uh, it also included NBA 2K21 and Madden okay. NFL 21. Yeah, so nothing else I wanted to guess was going to be there. So, okay. 
So now your so second point Madden. is, can you put all five of these in order on the first try? Okay, so uh, from, number from one, to worst. Call of Duty is number one. I will number two. Until you've put them all in order. That's fair. Uh, number two is going to be Miles Morales. Three, I'm going to say uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. And then I'm going to say NBA then Madden. You got one correct. Oh, boy. One <laughs> the correct, correct order. Yeah. The best-selling game in November was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The second was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The third was Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. The fourth was Madden NFL 21. And the fifth was NBA 2K21. Damn. So you got one. You oh, wow. did not get a point for that one. No All points. Right. No points for that for one. For six through ten, Holden, you have five guesses. What games fall in the six to ten? Okay. So games, I'm just going to write down here. Games that I mentioned earlier... So I can keep a list of this or so don't forget things. Sackboy, I mentioned Sackboy came out in November. Demon's Souls came out in November. Um, just a general question. Would Astrobot count for consoles sold or that just not be included at all? I don't think that would include it's I, I will let you know that is not on this list anywhere. Okay. So I, I didn't think, think so. That Actually, now to think about it, it probably would have been in the top five because the PlayStation 5 probably sold you know a good amount to make it to up there um okay so demon Sackboys uh on their demon souls um it came out in november um age of calamity came out in november and also just got to keep in mind games that have been really popular throughout the year that could still be hitting the top 10 so like animal crossing new horizons could be um could be there um <laughs> it's uh it's an mpd list Grand Theft Auto 5 has the chance <laughs> to still be on there. Um, on that same note, Mario Kart 8 is very often in the NPD list. So, well, the Deluxe Edition. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to get that specific, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll get that specific. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition. Um, so those are six games off the top of my head that um, are either came out in that month or are prominent enough to in MPB, NPD lists to continuously be there. So, okay. Um, trying to think, I feel like I'm missing something that's else that's came in, came out that month, this month, or last month. And I can't look at the internet at all. So I, I have to only go off of my own memory. Um, okay. So let's start with what I have right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Animal Crossing New Horizons is still in the top 10. Okay. So I'm going to put Animal Crossing New Horizons... Just write that down. Um, I feel like of the PS5 launch titles, Demon's Souls probably sold better than Sackboy. But now I don't know. Because <laughs> Little Big Planet's a big franchise too. And Demon's Souls is such a niche thing. But then Souls games sell well. I want to put Demon's Souls in there. And then I want to put Age of Calamity in there. This is so how tough. many is that now? You've got this two? Is really three. So three, I think, are in the from six to ten. AC New Horizons, Demon Souls, Age of Calamity. Oh, I also have to keep in mind sports games that came out, like the 
you know, NBA uh, and Madden. Right, so we had FIFA. Madden and NBA in there. And those are not so. Is FIFA still there? Like, is that still popular enough? Are the kids still playing that one? <laughs> I don't know. Um. Okay. And then what other big games? It's not not Marvel. Marvel, I think, kind of had that drop off in sales. I don't think that's going to be the top ten at least. Um. Yeah, let's put FIFA in there. Let's put FIFA in there. Is that your at this number, point? I'm spitballing. It's been number four. So get okay. number five so one now. One more. Mm-hmm. And this is driving me nuts because earlier today I went through and looked at a gigantic list of every single game that came out this year. So you would think <laughs> something would be standing out in that period, but I can't. I can't think of anything right now. Summer, I can't remember anything. Summer that came out that was really significant. Um, like I don't think Origami King is still breaking the top ten NPD after all this time. Although you just had this look in your face that makes me think maybe it is in the top ten. Don't do that to me, Chad. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at those four guesses right now. So AC New Horizons, Demon Souls, Age of Calamity, FIFA. Okay, you do get a point. Congratulations. The five games in this section in alphabetical order are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Demon Souls, FIFA 21, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, and Watch Dogs Legion. Really? So I was really close. You were very close. I yeah. Didn't... You were missing one game, Watch Dogs Legion. All right, I don't I all right. I'm going to put Watch Dogs Legions at 10 because I feel like that probably it had been out for a little while at that point. It didn't sell that well to begin with. So it's probably at number 10. Um, I'm going to put Demon Souls at number nine. So let me f- fix that really quick in my list. Um, oh, can you give me the top one through five again so I can write that down? Uh, number one was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number two was AC Valhalla. Number three was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number four was Madden NFL 21. Number five was NBA 2K21. Oh, something to note about the 6 through 10, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity does not include digital sales. Oh, okay, that's good to know. That's that's very good to know. Um, in that case, I'm actually going to move Age of Calamity down, down to number 10. So Age of Calamity at 10, which means I'm moving... Demon Souls, uh, sorry, uh, Watchdog Legion's up to nine. So WD Legion. Sounds like a hard drive. Get the Western <laughs> Digital Legion. Demon Souls at, oh, fuck. Based on the way I did this, I lost one. Oh, I lost FIFA. Okay, that's when I lost. Um, Demon Souls at number eight. Um, and then I'm going to say, I'm going to keep Animal Crossing New Horizons at six, because that game has just been selling crazy gangbusters, and then FIFA at at seven. So Animal Crossing New Horizons at six, FIFA 2021 at seven, Demon's Souls at eight, Watchdog Legion at nine, Age of Calamity at ten. I don't think you got any of them correct, Holden. Oh. You did not get this point, which means you are not allowed to masturbate tonight. But the correct order Damn it. from 6 to 10 <laughs> at number 6 is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, despite not including online sales or digital sales. Really? Number That's 7 is Watch okay. Dogs Legion. Number 8, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 9, FIFA 21. 
And number 10, rounding out the top 10, is Demon's Souls. Hmm. So hold on, we're going to move on to 11 through 15. We're going to add a little bit of a challenge. We're going to add a time limit. We're going to have (laughs) one. It's not been hard so far. It's been just a (laughs) total breeze. Because we're getting in the weeds on this and it could take forever, we're going to add a one minute time limit to each section. So you have one minute to formulate your five games, one minute to put them in order. Your one minute starts now. All right, this one includes Sackboy. This one's going to include... Well, let me just delete some things I've already included out of my list that I wrote for myself. Um, okay. So this one includes Sackboy. Um, I think that... Um, hmm, it's going to be harder now. I'm just going to just name the games I've named earlier. It's going to include Grand Theft Auto V and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, I'm not as certain about these ones, but fuck it. We're, going, we're doing it live. Um... 30 seconds left. Sackboy, Mario Kart 8, Grand Theft Auto 5. Um, let's throw in Final Fantasy 7 um, at this point. Uh, the remake, not the 7 <laughs> 7. 15 seconds um, left. Just, just call it there because I have no idea. Like, Final Fantasy 7 remake, I think, is a terrible guess. I don't know why I would get in the top <laughs> 15. It's, it's a terrible, terrible guess. And time is up. So can you please repeat your four that you guessed? Final Fantasy VII Remake. Sackboy, which is really, to be clear, the only one I'm actually certain is in this. Okay. Like, or I think it's possible. I think it's a better way. Certain's too extreme. <laughs> um, and then Mario Kart 8 and uh, Final Grand Theft Auto uh, 5. And then Final Fantasy VII Remake. Those are the four I'm predicting. And I'm not very confident in, in this one. Holden, you do not get a point for this round. You got yeah, one of five correct. Think so. Which is Sackboy, right? Uh, for 11 through 15, in alphabetical order, we start with Luigi's Mansion 3. Digital sales not included. Really? Yep. All right. Okay. Wow. Luigi's wow. Mansion 3, digital sales not included. You might want to be writing these down because you're going to have to put them in order. I'm writing these down, yeah. Okay, good. Because like, there's so uh, many that are wrong, I need to write them down this time. <laughs> uh, I lied. There's actually one in alphabetical order that is not that is before Luigi. It's Just Dance 2021. Mm, I should have called that one. We Those have are somewhat still. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, digital sales not included. That is the one you got correct. We have New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, digital sales not included. And Super Mario 3D All-Stars, digital sales not included. Oh, All-Stars. I totally forgot about All-Stars. So now you have one minute to put those five games in order from 11 to 15 starting now. Okay, so we're going to say number 11 is Just Dance 2021. So let me write that in here. So Just Dance 2021. Oh, just said Just Dace 2021. Just Not the Dace. same game. Very different game. Uh, we'll go with 12 for Mario Kart 8. Number, well, actually, no. We're going to go number 12 for Mario All-Stars. And then number 13 for Mario Kart 8. Um, so that leaves us with Super Mario Bros. Luigi's Mansion. I'm going to say Luigi's Mansion sold better than... No. Super Mario Bros. New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Or Wii U Deluxe, whatever it's fucking called. <laughs> Super Mario Pro Max. That's right. <laughs> Super Mario Bro Pro Max. And then Luigi's Mansion 3 is 15. 
Can you okay? Can you please repeat your list as it stands? Nope, you should have memorized it by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eleven, Just Dance, twenty twenty one. Okay. Number twelve is uh, Mario All Stars. Okay. Number thirteen is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Fourteen is New Super Mario Pro Max, and number fifteen is Ma- Luigi's Mansion Three. You got three out of the five correct, which is a majority, but still enough to earn your point. I will still be masturbating tonight, but the order is number 11, (laughs) Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 12, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Number 13, Just Dance 2021. Number 14, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. And number 15, Luigi's Mansion 3. Really? So basically, I just switched up Just Dance 2021 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That's right. I do get a point for that round, or I don't? You do not get a point for that round, because you okay. only guessed one of the five games, and you did not put all of them in order correctly. Oh, I had to get all of them in order correct, okay. Correct. Yep. I thought you, the way you worded it, I thought like three doesn't cut it, but four would have cut it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't get one wrong. <laughs> they would have to switch. Okay, I get you now. I get you now. All right, our final grouping, um, 16 through 20. You have one minute. This is going to be impossible. <laughs> one minute to think of five games that might be 16 through 20, starting now. If new Super Mario Wii U Pro Max <laughs> S edition edition S, then anything can be in from 16 to 20. Anything can be. <laughs> so we're going to have fun with this one. And, uh, well, first of all, left. Grand Theft Auto's got to be on there somewhere. So I'm going to say Grand Theft Auto 5. It's got to be on there somewhere. So I'm sticking with that. Um, after that, let's just name some random games. Kirby's Dream Course. <laughs> From the Super Nintendo. <laughs> From the Super Nintendo. That's going to be on there. You have 10 um, seconds left. Pilot Wings. The uh, 64 launch edition of Pilot Wings okay, is going to be okay. on there. Um, and time let's is see, up. Outside of that. So of those three games, well, can you I get, get one zero more guess really quickly? I was going to say Tomb Raider 2. From ah, the PS1. Still would not have helped you. You still have zero points for that Damn. part. <laughs> okay. Grand Theft Auto V, surprisingly not on the list of the top 20. That actually is surprising. All right. In alphabetical order, we mm-hmm. have Ghosts of Tsushima. We have Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. We have oh, okay. Marvel's Avengers. Mortal Kombat 11. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Digital sales not included. Interesting The Last of Us Part 2 isn't on there at all. Interesting. Um, so wait, Ghost of Tsushima, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit. Well, I don't have them all written down yet. Okay. Ghost of Tsushima, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Avengers, and then what was the other two? Super Mortal Smash Kombat Bros. 11 what was before Smash that? Bros. Okay. Smash Bros. does not have digital sales included. One minute, starting now. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say Mario Kart um, Live. So MK Live. I'm right here. So MK Live. Um, then I'm going to say Ghost of Tsushima. Then it's going to be Super Smash Bros. Avengers. And then Mortal Kombat. All right, you got one out of five of those correct, Holden. The order is as follows. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Marvel's Avengers, Mortal Kombat 11, Ghost of Tsushima, rounding out the pack at 20. Boom. So uh, while you did an admirable job on some of this game, (laughs) you unfortunately (laughs) do not get to masturbate tonight. Don't even text Ah, to Ah, damn. 
But I'm going to be enjoying myself. It's going to be even better knowing I'm not allowed to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for our episode 192 of, what did you call this? Why can't PS5 warm chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that KF console is going to start a new trend. If the next Xbox and PlayStation do not have a chicken warming feature. You're right. Look out for PS5 Pro. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) The chicken warming feature. (laughs) That's it for our episode. Uh, Thank you for listening. We have a couple of pieces of homework. Number one and most important. I'm sorry, I have to stop because it's too relevant. Okay. Do you remember when you were first seeing the V-shaped PlayStation 5 like dev kit and people were sticking pieces of uh, like pizza, pizza in the yep. middle? It's oh a pizza God. warmer. That's how they're going to differentiate the consoles. Sony's like, cool, KF console, you have taken the chicken warming market. We can't compete with that. But we can warm up pizza slices in our V-shaped ah, event. But here's the thing. The vents are blowing air on it. It's going to cool it down. It's to cool off your pizza slice so you don't burn the roof of your mouth. Boom. They take the opposite route. The more useful route, honestly. But it makes much more useful. Yeah. Yeah. And then what does Xbox do? Well, it is already a refrigerator, so you can just open it up and (laughs) stick a nice cold one in there. And you can float a ping pong ball. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, what's most important that everyone needs to do immediately... Holden won the predictions. Therefore, he is going to put up a poll on Patreon tonight. Yes. Of what barf games we should be playing in January. So go vote in that or poll. Or February. Um, Could be both. Maybe both. Could be a long two month game. game. Who knows? Yeah. So go vote on that. Who knows? Is it going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Brent? No, it's not. <laughs> is it gonna not be going to be Mass Effect Andromeda? I'm already playing that, so no, it's not going to be that one. Be? Go take a look. Go vote. Uh, we will have a week up for I just killed all that. the suspense. Don't look for the ones Chad just mentioned. I've already <laughs> said no. <laughs> Is it going to be the 12 Lizzie McGuire Game Boy games that I saw? <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil anything now. I won't no, say. Um, then it you can also be. go to patreon.com slash respawn aimfire. Support us. Vote for it. Uh, interact with us on Twitter. Tickle my taint. Um, Thursday... Is Thursday New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. Is it or is it none of the above? What is? It's New Year's Eve. Is New Year's Eve okay? It's definitely New Year's Eve. Yeah, definitely well, New Year's Eve. Um, we might still have. I don't know. I don't know what we're planning to do. We didn't actually. We announced this on the podcast, but we didn't actually announce this on Patreon. Or I don't know if you did. But last no, week we, we didn't did. do a game night because christmas eve christmas um christmas, we might not christmas. have an official game night this week again but it's likely that we might get on and want to play something unofficially uh so just mm-hmm. look out for that we'll advertise it on twitter follow us on twitter at respawning fire dope everyone until next week here's our usual sign off i believe in a thing i love 